hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. About technology. Fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks to Netgear and Samsung. I'm Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. And joining me each and every week, this time live from San Francisco, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. How are you going? It's been a big morning. It's a, it's a big day, and uh, we'll dedicate episode 68 to everything that's happening in San Francisco at the Worldwide Developers Conference. So, you know, the obvious thing we're doing here is uh, Apple, uh, this is their, we would have to say, I think it's pretty clear to say at this point, this is their one of three annual events. Uh, This is the Worldwide Developers Conference. And Stephen, you're there. So set the scene for us. How many people are there? And what's the setup for this important keynote? Well, there's, there were thousands of attendees, and as usual, there were people clamouring to get in and get the best seat possible at the keynote. You've attended these keynotes. It get, get pretty crazy. But uh, we all sat down, and, 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 of course, there was a lot of weight of expectation. We were There, there was obviously going to be updates for iOS uh, 6. There was going to be Mountain Lion, the Mac software. But the big question mark was whether we, we were going to see a new iPhone, uh, whether the Apple TV would make an appearance. Uh, there was also rumours of uh, Mac Mac and MacBook Pro updates. Uh, we got nearly all of those. Unfortunately, no new iPhone, but plenty of info about the new iOS 6 operating system. Uh, really great enhancements too for Mountain Lion. Uh, and the, the I think the device that stole the show is the super thin MacBook Pro 15-inch with a retina display. It's only 1.8 centimetres thick, uh, 24%, I think, quarter quarter smaller than the previous model. So, Plenty of stuff that they've unveiled, including updates to their regular MacBook Air, MacBook uh, Pro lineup, 13 and 15 inch as well. Uh, so quite comprehensive. The, the the keynote went for about two hours, mm. so there was plenty plenty of that to cover. They did go through uh, iOS and Mountain Lion separately. Phil Schiller then outlined the hardware, which we'll we'll get to on the program now. But uh, yeah, a lot of stuff that they've unveiled. No iPhone, as I mentioned. No Apple TV, but. That'll be for the next event, I'd say. You know, and the key things we'll talk about today are iOS 6, and we'll talk about that uh, beautiful new MacBook Pro, But um, and then, as I said, there was basically Ivy Bridge and USB 3 upgrades to the uh, MacBook Pros and Airs. But just just quickly, before we go on to iOS 6, the actual week is dedicated to developers, and you really notice that during the keynote because Tim Cook was up there really playing to the developer. They were, they were pulling on the heartstrings with a really emotional video about what yeah. developers had done, and, and this is a developer's audience. They even started... Started quite quite humorously with with Siri introducing it, and they also <laughs> took a few stabs, a, a lot of stabs actually. When you when you think about it, at Android, you know, they talked about the uptake of Android four and how it was only seven percent of the Android market, and how already eighty percent of the market was iOS five. So it's really hammered at developers to say we're a great platform to develop on because we're we're so reliable and we're we're, we're, we're ubiquitous kind of thing. Absolutely, there, there's there's a lot of the, the, Tim Cook also outlined the size of the App Store. Now you've got to remember developers. Have 
have created more than 650,000 apps. Uh, now, that store itself has got 400 million accounts all attached with credit cards. So it's the largest store on the planet. That There's more than 225,000 dedicated just for the iPad. And hmm. Tim Cook also revealed that they've crossed the 30 billion app download mark, which has made developers more than $5 billion. So they've created quite an ecosystem now that not only runs on the iPhone, the iPad, now on the Mac. So uh, it, it's quite an ecosystem. And, and what a great system if you've got an idea to make an app. That's what this whole developers conference is about, people bringing developers, bringing their code. Apple engineers are on hand to test out their code. Tim Cook joked that they've shut down the Apple office because everyone's here at the show in San Francisco. So quite an opportunity that not only is good for developers, but also good for Apple because it keeps their high standard of apps on across all their devices and makes their devices even more compelling. And that's what it's all about, the WWDC, the Worldwide Developers Conference in San Francisco this week, uh, starting off with a keynote from CEO Tim Cook this morning. And a quick thank you to our great sponsor, Samsung and Netgear, netgear.com.au, the place to go if you need anything networking in your home. Now, with, with the number of connected devices we've all got, and imagine bringing home a shiny new MacBook Pro, super thin, I don't know, we'll have to talk to Stephen about what they're going to call it, but essentially you want that thing to be connected to a high-performing network, and you need that network to start from the wall. You get yourself a high, high-powered high modem that's going to get you on the internet at the right speeds, and then you distribute that internet signal throughout your home using Netgear router products, and the, the dual brain dual band range of routers will get you everything you need in terms of video streaming, VoIP, as well as everyday file serving and downloading off the internet. And you throw in there a network server to put all your files, your videos, your photos on, and your network is complete. You've got yourself the fully connected house, and it's all doable thanks to Netgear products. And you can read more about them at netgear.com.au. Now, Stephen, let's kick this thing off with uh, iOS 6. Now, uh, the iPhone came out, what, 2007, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So this is actually once every year we're getting ourselves a, a new update to iOS, which is a pretty – this isn't a – I would say this isn't a radical update. It is a, a very substantial incremental update. Absolutely, yes. It's uh, it's not an evolution. It's more of a revolution, Trevor. And, and there's what, what I like about it is they've made already – impressive features even better let's mm. start with siri siri was introduced on the ios uh, the iphone 4s uh, and well, it was you know, kind of a quirky new feature a lot of it thought that was just a bit of a gimmick but mate siri has gone to the next level with ios 6 with improved abilities you can, you can now ask at sports scores i don't know how accurate it's going to be mm. in australia at exactly. the moment I, I'm, I'm hoping one day i can ask it how the rabbitos going and it's going to tell me that they're they're leading the competition Stephen, but, the uh, rabbitos are <laughs> Performing poorly. <laughs> Things like uh, you know, looking up movie times, uh, restaurants, but also what impressed me too was the integration of Siri in cars. Now, mm. auto manufacturers have also already committed, including Mercedes-Benz, BMW, Jaguar. All the big names are going to incorporate an eyes-free feature, not hands-free, eyes-free feature where dedicate a button taps into Siri. It's just a, it's a gimmick, really, but it's a smart one because basically what it'll do is um, they, they need to use another word other than hands-free, other word, otherwise it would be confusing. But essentially, the button will press the Siri button for you, so you can talk to the car as you would your phone. It's pretty genius stuff. And one of the things I love, mate, um, and I know it's really simple, but having used a Galaxy now for for a week, uh, the Galaxy S three, um, I've really loved 
the, the, the drag down notification center and turning off really with ease my notifications. And with iOS 6, there's a notifications um, uh, setting called basically do not disturb. And it's quite intelligent, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So what what this is is that you can set the phone to not accept calls and messages, accept certain calls, uh, accept calls from groups of contacts. So it, it and it also if you do set it at completely do not disturb, all your calls and messages will still come to the phone. You'll still get the notification of the missed calls and messages, but it won't light up the screen. It won't make any alert tones. So you can still kind of get all your notifications without the phone going berserk with all your calls that you're expecting. So. That's one another one. There was another one interesting one that I think we've got to talk about maps. That oh. What they've basically done is abandoned Google Maps. They've tossed out Google Maps and created their own mapping solution now for iOS 6. And that includes turn-by-turn navigation with traffic and also a cool new feature called Flyover. Now, Flyover offers a 3D map view and satellite view of your chosen location. And actually, during the keynote, Scott Forstall, the iOS product manager, use the Sydney Opera House as mm. the example. So the Aussies in the crowd, myself included, let off a little cheer that he was using our great iconic Sydney Opera House as the example. But very impressive enhancement there. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, the maps is going to be radical. You think about the... And I, I sat back and there were rumours that there was a link with TomTom, but there was no mention of that. But I, I sat back thinking about your TomToms, your Garmin's, all the Navigon, all the people with, with great apps. You know, and TomTom has been one of the best-selling apps in the App Store. And they talk about selling five, or giving developers $5 billion dollars um well there's no more money going to come to tom i mean people will buy the tom tom app but i don't know why when you can get this turn by turn built Absolutely. in and the other thing about it is they're literally just building this from the ground up it's, it's zero base they've got their own data for you know localities and, and businesses and they're also building their own traffic system in terms of you know plugging into all that so they don't have to take any of that from google yeah well, it's very apple-like for them to be qu- pr- pretty independent of other of other mm. companies now they've ditched google in the mapping department now we know they integrate their software, their hardware, they do everything themselves. Mapping is just the latest addition to that. But uh, just moving on, Trevor, well, I, I was impressed with the Facebook integration. That was a heavy rumor that was uh, that was actually revealed to be true today, that you can now have very, really easy Facebook integration. So if you've got a straight out of your photo album, you can share photos, mm. videos, things like that. So rather than you having to log in through the app and uploading your content, you can now do it directly out of the native Apple apps like your photo, your camera like that and also you can make your Facebook updates just by speaking through using Siri as well mm. so uh, that plus um improve FaceTime. I was really, this is a feature that I really, really liked. The fact you can now make FaceTime calls not only just on Wi-Fi, but now over cellular connections. So yeah. if you happen to be out in the middle of nowhere and you've got a 3G signal, you can still make your FaceTime calls. A couple of quick things on the Facebook. Um, both Facebook and Twitter both now work through Siri, like you say, but also when you drag down the notification bar in iOS 6, there's a there's a quick tweet or po- send a tweet and post a, to Facebook button right there in the notification bar. So very easy access. Plus, one of the biggest gripes with 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 the iPhone generally, and it is funny. A lot of these things are well, hello. People have been doing this for years on other devices, but you, you can now, when you're composing an email, you can tap to add a photo from your gallery because yes. you literally couldn't do that before. 
That's really good. Yeah, now, that, that's a real, that received a large round of applause, yeah. that, that little feature just there. Now, you know whenever you want to add – it takes you out of mail. You want to add a video. It takes you out of mail. You get, take your video photo to get you – create a new – it has to create a new email. Now, if you're within the message, it just pops into that same message. So rather than you have to start one from scratch, you can do that. I also was impressed with Passbook. This was a new oh, yeah. feature because in the US here – and it's starting to happen in, in Australia as well. You can get things on your phone rather than getting the physical piece of paper or cardboard. For example, mm. your boarding pass for your flight or your movie ticket, your concert ticket. You might have a, a, a coupon or a voucher. So rather than you having these pieces of paper in your pocket, they're now coming onto your screen as part of all these various apps. Now, what Passbook does, it aggregates all of those vouchers and passes into one app that, that's easily accessible and it's also location aware. So if mm. you're near a Starbucks, it will put your Starbucks voucher to the top or if you've bought a movie ticket and you're at the movies, it'll give you your movie ticket right on your lock screen if you're in that location. It's just that added intelligence and convenience that's just making iOS 6 a really appealing. This is another one where there'd be a couple of developers in the audience going, "You what? You're kidding me because they are working <laughs> on these things. I've got apps like that already. In fact, I was at Woolworths and the, and the lady said, you got your everyday rewards card. And I said, nah, I always forget to bring it. She goes, just scan it into your phone. And I went, are you kidding me? And she goes, I said, is that oh. in the Woolworths app? And she goes, no, no, I've just got an app for it. And literally, she gave me the name of an app, which you just literally take a photo of all your cards and you just hold your phone up to the screen. That's the kind of thing this does. Even with oh, old style God. cards, you can just scan the barcode, take a photo of the barcode and off you go. So there's more developers that are a little bit on the outer there. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, well, the, the um, yeah, I think iOS 6, they said, he said it's due in the fall. So mm. that's going to be obviously August, September, October mm. timeframe. Now, we mentioned there was no uh, announcement of a new iPhone. Now, if they stick to their traditional uh, product cycle, we won't see a new iPhone until September, October, possibly as early as September. And I think that is be around when iOS the 6. new iOS 6 will drop. So I think the new iPhone, whenever it comes out, will have iOS 6 on board. So that's a wrap of uh, some of the key features of iOS 6, and it's available today to, de- to developers, but that's not everyone. That's people who um, have either bought a developer account or are over there in WDC. But a lot of, you will see a lot of screenshots of videos and different things of iOS 6 because developers will be running it, um, but it's not the final version, pretty close to. iOS 6 announced today at the WWDC in San Francisco, Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fenn. Two Blokes Talking Tech is also brought to you by Samsung. And Samsung have just released the Galaxy S3, its new hero product, the new smartphone to beat. The Galaxy S3 has a 4.8-inch Super AMOLED display, an 8-megapixel camera, and a host of new features, including S-Voice, where you can actually talk to the phone for issue commands and look up uh, information. It's also got social tagging, where you can actually tag your friends in photographs and and MMS that photograph if they're in your contact list. It's also got Smart Stay, which can look at your eyes looking at the screen and not dim out the display in case you're reading a web page or reading an ebook. Uh, it's also got S Beam, which is near field communication technology to allow people to share their files just by touching compatible devices back to back. But it's the four point inch AMOLED screen that's the real eye catcher on this device Uh, it's available now through all the operators Uh, and if you want more information on the Galaxy S3 that's built for humans go to samsung.com.au 
So iOS 6 was a big part of the day, but there's a couple other big things there, mate. Now, um, let's talk about the, the hardware on display. Uh, they were very smart. They did their normal thing of kind of uh, telling you the updates. And, and let's be quick about the, the updates. The MacBook Air 13 uh, and 11 and the MacBook Pro um, were both were all updated. All four actual units were updated with, you know, USB 3 instead of USB 2, uh, Intel Ivy Bridge processors, so super fast. They're going to be great. Um, and I think HD um, FaceTime cameras, a couple other little things, but it was the... It was it was a big reveal at the end that um, that kind of made the difference for this one, didn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Phil Schiller, the uh, Senior Vice President uh, for Product Marketing at Apple, took the stage and, and made the hardware announcements, but he kind of pulled a Steve Jobs and said, well, there's room for one more, and, and there was an image of a, of a laptop that was covered with a blanket, and that one more was the MacBook Pro with a retina display. Now, what they did on the stage, they set up the MacBook Pro on a stand that rotated by itself, so the, the it first was shown front on, showing the amazing retina display display, which has got 5.1 million pixels, uh, I think a resolution of 1,280 by 1,800, so it's bigger, there, better than full HD resolution. Then he turned it on its side, just to give you an appreciation of how thin the device is. Now, we should specify, even though it's called a MacBook Pro, there's no DVD drive in this device. Uh, it's, it's, the, it's got your two USB 3 ports, two Thunderbolt ports. Mm. Uh, it's also got a HDMI out port, so this this is designed for people who use Final Cut Pro, Photoshop, those high-end programs that can that can have solid performance. You need a strong. It's got the Ivy Bridge processor on board as well, but really a graphic intensive people who use those kinds of programs that I mentioned. So uh, it's a huge appeal to that audience. And and I've got to say. I hardly use any of those other programs. I do a little bit of Photoshop, a little bit of editing. I mainly write on my computer, but I think this is the, my next computer. I use a 13-inch MacBook Air right now, but I looked at this and thought, well, that's good. That's the, the probably the, the next computer for me. Apple were calling it the best computer they've ever made, and I've got to say, I, I, I probably have to agree with them. So the MacBook Pro with Retina display, it's going to be a $24.99 in Australia, the 15-inch is the starting price. And a couple of things about the resolution. Um, you you know, the 2880 wide resolution, so just to put that in perspective, and it's a really good visual to, to imagine if, if you do any video editing. If you want to do 1080 video editing, full high-definition video editing, the, the actual preview pane can be up in the top right-hand corner of your screen, 1080, and the, and the window has still got your, your timeline down the bottom and your, and your files and everything on the left-hand side. So the resolution is so intense that you can do full 1080p video editing in a preview pane. You're talking pretty intense uh, graphics display there. Absolutely, yeah. And to back up the graphics display, not only have they got the new Intel third generation i7 processor, Mm -hmm. uh, but they've also got a a new NVIDIA graphics processor as well. So to power that retina display screen, you need an enhanced graphics processor so that the video is smooth. If you're doing editing, your Photoshop, you might have raw files shot with a digital SLR, which are quite large files. So not only does it look good, but under the hood has got all the performance improvements to maintain the whole performance, the whole operation smoothly across the board. And uh, it's available today, apparently, mm. the, uh, the MacBook Pro. And I actually, on the way back from WWDC, you walk past the Apple store on Stockton Street here in San Francisco. Mm. And the first thing I did was turn straight into the Apple store and ask, do you have the new MacBook Pro? And the lady very politely, probably for the hundredth time that day, said, look, I'm sorry, you can order them online. We're not aware whether we'll get any in store today. So um, <laughs> I think there'll be people 
people queuing here and in Australia and around the world to get their hands on this new MacBook Pro with Retina Display. I mentioned the, the 2499. Just for those people who, who always want the best, if you put a 2.7 gigahertz quad-core i7 with turbo boost up to 3.7 in this thing, eight, uh, sorry, 16 gig of RAM and a 768 gig flash drive, okay, you're going to be looking at $4,298. So, you know, you can stretch the checkbook a little if you so desire. But you do get a lot of bang for your buck, though, oh, Trevor. Mate, I that think is... that there'll be people that'll be climbing over themselves to pand over their money to get this device. That is high-end. Uh, for that kind of performance in a portable form factor, don't hmm. forget. This is a, a MacBook Pro. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people clamoring for this one. Yeah, no, this is going to be a very, very popular device. So um, four new Mac, five new MacBooks, really. The MacBook Airs and the MacBook Pros uh, have been updated. And the MacBook Pro with Retina Display, as it will be known in all the marketing campaigns, uh, those are the five laptop range. Interestingly, Stephen, no update at all to the iMac range. No, I think that they're going to probably keep that up their sleeve. There were, there were rumours that there'll be new iMacs outlined here with Retina displays. Now, the Retina, imagine the resolution of the oh, I, 27 I just want iMac, the Ivy Bridge. 27-inch iMac with a Retina display. It'll be like 5,000 pixels yeah. across. It'll be massive. <laughs> uh, but no, no mention of iMacs. I think they'll just quiet little update, a little uh, upgrade later this year. In the coming months, I think they're due for an upgrade. What surprised me, though, was there was no announcement of the Mac Pro. You know, this is the high-end mm. workstation that I believe, my information is, this product hasn't been updated for more than a year and a half. Mm. So there's people waiting desperately to see whether Apple are going to upgrade that line. No mention of that today, but uh, I think... Down the track, we'll probably see new Mac Pro as well as new iMac to go with today's announcements. Put the kahunas on the line. I reckon they'll just do a really subtle, not even a, 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 a press announcement. <laughs> they'll just be a little a little press release saying there's Ivy Bridge in the iMac. That'll come in the next oh, few months, and it'll be yeah. next year's WWDC where they'll they'll show the, the latest and greatest new look, new form, and possibly touchscreen-style iMac. Do you know what I mean? That, that'll be next year's big thing. Very bold prediction from you, Trevor. <laughs> we'll be holding you to that one. Exactly. The WWDC live in San Francisco. Let's go. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is the WWDC edition, episode 68 live from San Francisco. Stephen Fennick's there, and we're talking about uh, all the announcements from Apple. Um, and the big one to, to touch on just as we wrap up is the uh, is the iOS, sorry, the OS update for the Mac. So um, OS 10 um, is being upgraded to, to Lion from all the different animals it's been. It's only going to be 20 bucks. This is a pretty pretty important little update and some nice little features, Stephen. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's upgraded to Mountain Line. It's gone from Line to Mountain Line. It's going to be an online purchase again. It's going to be $20.99, and they said it'll be available from next month, whether it's the end of July, <laughs> middle of July, we're not sure. But the most, I think, to summarize Mountain Line uh, the, concisely, the best thing, to, I think, the way to describe it is the fact that it's inherited a lot of features from the iPhone and the iPad, including things like iMessage, notes. Uh, it's also got its own notification center. Again, it's going to be pretty tightly integrated with Facebook and Twitter. Uh, it's also going to have dictation, which was introduced with the new iPad. So anywhere you can enter text on the new Mac with the OS ten mountain line, you can now talk to your Mac rather than typing. So whether you want to type out a document, update your Facebook, post a tweet, write an email, can now be done using your voice. There's also AirPlay mirroring. So what you can do is basically hmm. 
recreate your Mac screen on a television through Apple TV. So handy for presentations, if you maybe want to watch a movie on a bigger screen, sharing your photos and videos, it's done through that. I quite like, too, this really cool feature called PowerNap. Now, what PowerNap is, it's a you can uh, put the Mac to sleep, but it will still perform all your updates and backups in the background. So once it's woken up, uh, it's all ready to go and update it. Traditionally, you put it to sleep, it won't do, it won't engage in all those updates, uh, but now it will. So that's uh, that's probably the, one of the enhancements I I like the best. There's also Game Center. If you're into your gaming, you can play against people on iOS platforms on your Mac as well. So that's the basic wrap of a mountain line available next month for $20.99. And they're really bringing the iOS mode, the iOS headspace into, into mountain line because you've got the notification center, which drops down from the top right. And it literally looks just like the iOS notification center. So you can see all the things that are happening there. Um, they're integrating right. the iCloud into Safari so that you can actually share your bookmarks and different things there. I've got to be honest, I think the airplane mirroring is a really cool feature that um that, that's going to be fantastic and also um the sharing so they're really bringing the sharing the twitter the facebook the Flickr, and all those things right into the operating system because it's a it's a real missing link when you when you do a lot of social and you, and you can't integrate really quickly isn't it Absolutely. I think it was the missing piece of the puzzle. They introduced, like, WWDC last year was all about iCloud and having all the syncing across your devices. This has put the cherry on top now with those things like the Safari browser sharing where you got the tab, all the tabs on the same, you can browse the same tabs across your devices, the completion with the Facebook integration, Twitter. They're the little bits, the little 10 percenters that weren't there last year have now been put into place for a more complete uh, update across all your devices to give a more consistent experience no matter what you're using, whether it's an iOS device or your Mac. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And I can detect a bit of disappointment in your, in your voice, mate, that there was no new iPhone as, as you kind of thought well, there would be. I don't know. Was I right and you were wrong? Is that what happened? Uh, well, let's just say, Trevor, that I was sort of playing the odds because the last three, three out of the last four iPhones have been revealed at the Worldwide Developers Conference. And just Rob, just by the, 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 the numbers, I thought, well, we might get another one. Uh, there was, I think it became pretty obvious beforehand, the rumors of the iPhone really dropped off. Mm. And even at the show, I think they were, when they were going through iOS at the very end, Tim Cook came back on stage and I turned to Gary Barker, the legendary. Mac writer for the age who was sitting next to me at the show, uh, he said, "Look, I think we're running out of time. I don't think the iPhone's going to make it, and uh, alas, uh, it didn't." But I'm sure in the near future we'll see a brand new iPhone, hopefully with a bigger screen, thinner design, and running iOS six in the very near future. Do, do you think? Uh, do you think I'm right with the, the this is this is now the model for for <laughs> the years ahead? Three three conferences or three announcements a year. You know, you got your iPad, your WWDC, and then your iPhone. Do you think that'll be yeah. the, the way of the future? That's I think you've got you pretty much on the money there. Apple is a is a company with that it's very consistent in what they do. Their message is consistent. Their timing is consistent. I think that's what made what makes people uh, endear themselves to the product mm, a little yeah. bit more. But yeah, I think you're right. iPad early in the year, middle of the year now, WWDC, and 
September, October time period would be the iPhone. But my thinking with, with the iPhone as well was that the uh, the iPhone 4 came out two years ago next mm. month. Mm. There's going to be a lot of people who bought the contract. iPhone 4 uh, and that are going to run out of contract and not have a new iPhone to go into uh, for some time. And just like you, I've had plenty of people asking me with the Galaxy S3 that's out on the market and doing really well, the c- common question, and you'll agree with me, yep. do I wait for the new iPhone? or do I buy the Galaxy S3? My answer is, because I thought it was going to be revealed sooner rather than later, my advice was, you might as well wait, and if it doesn't come about, you can always go back to the GS3, but if you do buy the GS3 and the new iPhone comes out, you're kind of stuck. So I mm. think it's uh, they're, they're caught halfway between a rock and a hard place there, so we're still playing the waiting game for oh, the iPhone. Forever. I'm not looking forward to those questions over the next month or so. Mate, uh, great wrap-up of WWDC and uh, full information, a couple of stories already at uh, techguide.com.au about all the information, all the news, and all the all the uh, software, hardware, hardware and different improvements across the Apple range at techguide.com.au. Mate, have a safe flight back. Thank you very much, Trevor. I'll see you Sydney side. Go the Maroons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the Blues. Yeah. <laughs> see you, mate. <laughs> 